0: wild creatures perish of old age. Sooner or later in the wild, some combination of weakness, injury, disease, parasites, competition, migration barriers, or weather will cause the wind bird to fall to the hawk or storm than in its years of strength it had outflown. From the Peter Matheson, 1927-2014. to 2014. Hello everyone, I'm Rob McCall, and this is the Awanaja Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for January 31st to February 7th, 2020, first quarter of the snow moon. And here are some natural events for this quarter moon. February second marks the traditional midwinter day, roughly halfway between the first day of winter and the first day of spring. The history of this celebration is a study in stubbornness. In ancient pagan religions, the day marked the turning towards spring. In the Gaelic word for midwinter day, imbalk means "in the belly," referring to Pregnant ewes, soon to give birth, or it means in milk, because they begin lactating around this time. Well, the Roman church tended to erase pagan festivals heavy-handedly by erecting others upon them, just as they built churches on pagan ruins. They renamed Imbolc Candlemas Day, or the Feast of the Purification of Mary as if Mary needed purifying, the Celtic church preferred to preserve pagan traditions while dressing them up in Christian clothes, converting by magic more than by might, and in this case, celebrating St. Bridget's Day around Imbalk. St. Bridget was simply the pagan goddess bride, cleverly disguised wearing a nun's habit. This apparently fooled Rome, as the festival is still celebrated as Bridget's to this day in Ireland. The stubborn American incarnation of this ancient pagan festival is Groundhog Day, when hundreds will gather to watch the moves of the marvelous marmot of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Here in Maine, we have other concerns at midwinter. First, of course, is the woodpile. The old wisdom says we should still have half our wood. And of course all that wood heat has dried out the house, so it's like an indoor desert. We get little shocks from the refrigerator. Our hair stands on end when we take off our ski caps. And our skin flakes off like snow. Plenty of hot water on the stove and cool water down the gullet can help. Those of us who are of the Caucasian persuasion begin to look like the underbelly of a trout, and are in danger of disappearing in against the snow altogether unless we wear colorful clothing. We look longingly at the nut-brown bodies of happy tropical tourists in the travel section of the papers, and we dig around in the holiday debris for that gift certificate to the local tanning parlor. Then of course there is the insidious winter malady, which used to be called cabin fever, but in the interest of employing more syllables is now called seasonal affective disorder. This also serves to employ more doctors and pharmaceuticals. But the home remedies are still the best. For the body, you can try a little St. John's wort, but you should ask your doctor first. You can try a multivitamin, a nice lotion applied to each other. For the spirit, you can learn to play the harmonica. Go to church, but maybe not at the same time. Go to bean suppers, dance, impulsively rearrange the furniture at home or at the impeachment hearings, volunteer at the food pantry or at the school. But most of all, shower the people you love with love or just shower with the one you love. Sugar time is right around the corner. So here's a rank opinion. If we have more than half our wood, we can deliver some to warm the cold. If we have extra food or cash, we can donate to the food pantry or the local fuel fund. This will help some weary body. And if we have more than half of our hope and half of our faith left, These can really do good for some weary soul. They say wood warms us twice, once when we cut it and once when we burn it. But a friendly visit warms us three times, once when we think of it, once when we do it, and once again, when we remember it. Even the poorest person can deliver a load of help or hope or humor to some soul who desperately needs it to get through the winter. In February, a good laugh is worth almost as much as a good meal. But how about a good laugh and a good meal? Now that is ten times better. So get out there and visit. It could make the difference between life and death for a weary soul. Maybe even you in the bleak midwinter. And finally, a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you. This from the American naturalist Donald Culross Petey. The true lover of nature does not complain of his mistress that now she turns a colder cheek. He takes his luck abroad like the small birds that all through the leafless woods scurry in little gusts before him. And from Robert Frost. The reason why worry kills more people than work, is that more people worry than work. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me, go out and see it for yourself.